don't even know how I'll introduce you. Just uh, <laughs> just your unemployed friend <laughs> <laughs> who happens to, to live near Vanderbilt. Yeah, it's good enough. We might. This might be like the podcast is already going. So uh, I'll just jump right into it. I'm joined now by one of my best friends uh, in the whole world because uh, I'll, the, the justification for this, I usually have folks that are in the media on this podcast, but uh, we're talking about Vanderbilt and the most legitimate person who covers Vanderbilt works for the Tennessean newspaper in Nashville, who I have basically like driven a nail through our relationship <laughs> with any, <laughs> any uh, thing that I wanted to do with the Tennessean is now off the table and if you don't know what I'm talking about, just type in like Charlie Burris, Tennessee, and you'll find out. It'll come up. Um, but Thomas Stevenson, he is a big Vanderbilt fan and one of my best friends. Dude, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm glad uh, you had me on today uh, so that I could predict uh, Vanderbilt to win the SEC East this year in front of everybody. But uh, I... Uh, you know, I just want to warn your listeners and your fans that that really like you and, and, and really value your expertise, uh, that this is what happens when you start making enemies like you have with a Tennessean. <laughs> you have to have an unemployed insurance salesman on here to uh, talk <laughs> instead of a sports writer. So you pull it, pulling back the, the, the curtain on some personal details. I respect that you're being up front with everybody. You are currently unemployed. You weren't fired. You didn't quit. It was your choice. Uh, That's right. So, so don't worry. He's not. Uh, if if that makes it better <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, but Thomas Stevenson, Vanderbilt fan. This will be totally homerish, but in in a real way, I guess you you can be as homerish as you want. Sure, but if you are being realistic, what does it look like for Vanderbilt uh, in the 2016 season? Well, you know, I think uh, anybody uh, who listens to you who also listens to Clay Travis is probably going to accuse me of stealing his uh, predictions for Vanderbilt this season. But but again, I don't care because I'm not a sports writer, so uh, they can think what they want. But play you know, play your think, eyes away. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I really think that this year is is the year the Vanderbilt makes it back to a bowl game. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to be a good one uh, for sure. You know, we're going to be hanging out at the Liberty Bowl or uh, the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, but, but I think we pull it off. Uh, you know, I think we've really got a, a potential to be, um, a kind of a sleeper in the SEC East this year. You know, we're, we're not going to win the East. I was kidding earlier. Uh, but, but we're not going to win the East. Uh, but w- I think we're going to surprise some pe- people, you know, we've got a very easy, very manageable schedule this year that, you know, I think people are kind of questioning, you know, is James Frank or is a uh, Derek Mason, the real deal or not? Uh, and and I think you know with a schedule like we've got this year, if he doesn't win at least five games, then then we've got a problem on our hands. You know we're returning the third most starters in the SEC. I think I was reading the other day we're returning 15 starters. Uh, had a very young team last year, so so uh, you know we've got got a lot of guys that that have taken a while to mature. But I think that that we're starting to see a much more mature team. That that like I said is probably going to surprise a couple people this year. How have you felt about? Uh, Derek Mason, because outside looking in, he's <laughs> questionable at at best. But he did technically improve last season over his first year. Uh, but yeah. what is the the feeling from Vanderbilt fans uh, about Derek Mason? 
Well, I think in hindsight, you know, when Derek Mason came, uh, there were much higher expectations for him than he, um, uh, for what he's done in the last two years, uh, than what he's actually been able to accomplish. Um, but I think, you know, like I said, in hindsight, looking back two years ago when he came or, or three years ago, I guess this is his third season. Um, you know, he, I genuinely think he was working with probably the worst talent that has come through the Vanderbilt football program since probably the Woody Woodenhofer days, uh, if I can throw it back a little bit there. <laughs> um, you know, Bobby Johnson was an incredible recruiter. Um, you know, he wasn't bringing five stars in. Uh, his execution was questionable over the years because, you know, if you've got Jay Cutler on a football team and you don't make it to a bowl game, you've, you've got some execution problems. But, uh, you know, he was recruiting guys like Jake Cutler and Jordan Matthews and Zach Stacy and Earl Bennett, you know, all these guys that have turned into to pretty incredible NFL talent. Um, and James Franklin was working with these guys when he showed up. Um, and, and once James Franklin left, all those guys, all those Bobby Johnson recruits were gone. James Franklin cleaned out the four stars that he had recruited in. Uh, and we were left with a skeleton of a, of a roster. And so I, I don't know that you can blame Derek Mason for his performance the first year. Um, last year was far more impressive, but again, he was working with a vastly subpar talent uh, and an offense that was, uh, I mean, absolutely horrendous. They were just non-existent. We might as well have just punted it on first down every, every series <laughs> last year. Uh, Cause that's basically what happened anyway. Um but I think, you know, the general consensus is, look, nobody can question Derek Mason's uh, football knowledge. The guy's a defensive mastermind. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's just going to be a matter of do we have enough talent and do we have enough maturity on this team, um, you know, for us to to bring it back to where we were, you know, four or five years ago. Uh, but I think, you know, again, I don't I don't know that anyone can question Derek Mason's abilities it's just going to be, you know, uh, the, the the talent that he has to work with. Well, you brought up Jimmy uh, Jimmy Frank there, James Franklin. <laughs> yes, is and not not the Mizzou uh, quarterback either. Uh, no, the the former Mizzou quarterback played in the SEC championship game. It's a different guy, the coach at Penn State currently. Um, what I guess how do fans feel about his time there? Because it seemed like when he left, it was like a a total betrayal. But in in a way, I think he saw the writing on the wall. A lot of his talent was leaving, and he was like, "All right, I, you know, my my home, like the school that is at my home, is opening up, and they want me to go coach there, so I'm going to go coach there." He jumped ship. Are are Vanderbilt fans? Is it like a Lane Kiffin situation over there for Tennessee fans, or are they just like, "Well, this is what we have to deal with." <laughs> well, I think it would be a Lane Kiffin situation where we a University of Tennessee football program, but. Uh, you know, us being Vanderbilt, uh, we are bitter about it. But at the end of the day, it's just like, well, this might as well happen because we're Vanderbilt. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, look, I think everyone realized, like, all right, great. James Franklin got the chance to coach at his, his dream job, quote unquote, um, even though he, he said that Vanderbilt was his dream job, you know, three years earlier. Um, but I think the way he left is really what's what's, you know, left people. Uh, pretty bitter, uh, you know, telling everyone and the players he was not leaving, you know, 24 hours before he got on a plane and left for Penn State. Um, but, you know, I think his time there 
Um, certainly we're all thankful for it because, uh, you know, we we never, ever thought we'd see a nine-win season at Vanderbilt, and he pulled off, uh, I guess it was two of them, back-to-back. Uh, -back. Yep. Um, but again, everyone realizes that, you know, guys like Jordan Matthews that made those seasons possible were not because of James Franklin. Um, it was it was thanks to uh, the Steve Martin lookalike Bobby Johnson. And uh, so, you know, I, I think everyone's kind of bitter about it, but it is what it is. And, uh, and I, I really do have, have confidence in Derek Mason. Um, I think he's taken some time to get into his own as a head coach and figure out who he is as a head coach. Um, but in terms of football knowledge, I don't know that, that there's uh, many guys that, that know the game of football and know the defense uh, better than Derek Mason. Um, we, you know, we, we, uh, we're, we're just glad uh, that we've got someone to replace Bob Shoops, uh, but we're, we're very disappointed that he's in ten at Tennessee now. So, <laughs> I think James Franklin is also. I'm pretty yeah. <laughs> sure he is a little bit bitter about that. Um, well, I think, you know, as Vanderbilt fans, uh, you root for Vanderbilt, but you also root against a lot of other teams uh, because <laughs> you just have a lot of deep-down hatred uh, and, and uh, uh, anger towards other people for always beating us. Uh, that was consistently always Tennessee in football, uh, UK in basketball, uh, but now Penn State has been added to that list, and I think everyone at Vanderbilt, uh, you know, anxiously watches uh, James Franklin getting beat every week in Penn State and thoroughly enjoys it. So I I know I have. It has been entertaining because he came off like he has so much bravado at at Vanderbilt. I was a student at Tennessee at the last game where he beat Tennessee, jump pass with uh, what's his face. Patton Robinette. Um, Pat Robinette, who's from Knoxville, <laughs> did yeah. that to Tennessee. Um, and like James Franklin, like came over to the student section and like taunted the students. It was great, yeah. great stuff. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but you you touched on it there. Fans of Vanderbilt seem so so bitter <laughs> right now <laughs> against Tennessee, and I and I run into them often talking about you know sometimes Vanderbilt just comes up and it seems like they just like scour Twitter and they're like is anyone saying anything about Vanderbilt <laughs> these little trolls and dude like why because I, I I think of it I guess like you guys have strengths pretty good at basketball really yep. good at baseball and you yep. could just glom onto those things and be happy with kind of how Kentucky does with basketball where well, with football they're like over, don't gloss over our women's bowling national championship oh, as well man. So. Yeah, yeah that was huge yeah. I think we all <laughs> it we, was. we all watched that it was a monumental uh sporting event but that's right the just why why do you hang on to football so much and hatred for Tennessee because like like I was saying you could be like Kentucky and just be like hey our, our basketball is good you got a new coach coming in Bryce Drew I think he's gonna be good um and just be like no whatever football fine but no they just go out and they like want to start a fight with people why why well I, I think it's because our football program has been so frustrating for so long um you know basketball look Vanderbilt fans are rabid basketball fans. Um, you know, uh, we love our basketball, but but look, we know that we're always going to be mediocre at worst at basketball. You know, uh, we we just like to you know get mad at Kevin Stallings every year when when he uh, annihilates the SEC and then loses the first game in the the tourney to you know Siena or or whoever knows who or Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Um, so you know, I, I think 
you know, on the basketball side, everyone's like, well, look, if we win the SEC, that's awesome. But we're always mediocre at basketball uh, or not better. You know, it's 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 always going to be, you know, us, Tennessee and Kentucky always fighting for the top three spots in basketball. You know, maybe throwing Florida and LSU there, but not not too much recently. Um, you know, baseball, look, we're just having a blast uh, in baseball winning games. Uh, Tim Corbin, they should they should make him the mayor of Nashville uh, <laughs> after he retires. Um but I think, you know, the reason we're so bitter about football is because, again, it's been so frustrating. Um, you know, again, going back to, you know, we always go back to Cutler days when we talk about Vanderbilt football. But you had a team with Jay Cutler, Earl Bennett, um, Jordan Matthews, or Jordan Matthews wasn't on that team. But, uh, you know, and they, they won five games. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, if you've got – talent of that caliber you know it, it would be different if we were um a kentucky where i i couldn't tell you the last breakout star that's come out of the kentucky football program um but but we've had some great breakout players of vanderbilt uh, in the last 10 yeah. 15 years and we just haven't been able to capitalize you know with the exception of a couple of years there with james franklin it is uh, I, it is strange like really and I guess it's because you you have to hang on to that coach if you're Vanderbilt, sort of like Mississippi State. It's like Dan Mullen goes and interviews for the Miami job, but Mississippi State is still like, you know, you probably don't want to be here apparently, <laughs> but, you know, you won 10 games two years ago, so so we'll take it. I mean, it's kind of like that with Bobby Johnson. Yeah, he had good players, and he kept blowing it every year. Um, yep. And I know Vanderbilt fans still hang on to that time. I think uh, – at, at your parents' house, you have it framed. The I think the the Tennessean the day after Vandy beat Tennessee <laughs> that year with Jay <laughs> we Cutler. Do. Yeah, uh, Vandy bowls over balls. Uh, the the front page of the Tennessean. You're, yeah, you're good friends. So, so. <laughs> you're hanging on to it. But I guess the the thing is, is just like they refuse. Vandy fans just refuse to be happy for anybody else because Tennessee fans, <laughs> like even in in baseball, like if if Vanderbilt's in the World Series, we're like hey. You know, good for Vanderbilt, man. Like, that's that's cool. Uh, yeah, that you guys are winning a World Series because <laughs> Tizzy baseball sucks. What are you gonna do? Um, and it they're just so so bitter. But moving on, we will talk about the actual season here in an interesting game yeah. for you specifically. You are an alumni of the uh, Western Kentucky University. That's um, right. As, like most Vanderbilt fans, I couldn't get into Vanderbilt, so I went to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you grew up in Nashville. That's your history, and yep. uh, you know, you've been, you are a lifelong Vanderbilt fan. It's not like you just moved to Nashville and you're like, I guess I'll be a Vanderbilt fan. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but they play, they fight at Western Kentucky, which I didn't realize until just now when I opened up uh, the schedule. I thought they yes. played Western Kentucky, but I thought it would be at, like uh, Titans Stadium or something. No. You are going to Houchins Field. Uh, we are. We are. Are are you the, can uh, are you conflicted there? Because the Hilltop Hilltoppers are going to be good in a in a real way. <laughs> in a real way, they're going to be good. Um, uh, I will not be conflicted. You know, I, I I've never uh, been conflicted. Always stayed true to to the black and gold. You know, I I spent uh, my freshman year at Mississippi State, and uh, when when Mississippi State was not playing at home, I was in Nashville watching Vanderbilt play. So I've always. Uh, you know, I've never been conflicted in those situations, <clears throat> but you know, I, honestly, Western Kentucky is going to be okay. I think that's an easy win for us this year. Uh, mm. Look, we we you know 
lost a, a burn a barn burner, you know, fourteen to twelve loss. <laughs> That's to what Western you want to Kentucky call it. last year. Yeah, yeah, to uh, Western Kentucky at home last year, which was just a you know crushing loss. But you know they had Jeff Brom, who was easily you know top five you know passers in the NCAA last year. Uh, you know, just incredible talent. Well, Bra- and- Brom Brom was the coach. They had. Uh- Brandon, uh, yeah, Brandon Doty. Yeah. Was the, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Sorry. he threw for like 6,000 yards last year. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely absurd. I watched uh, Dowdy play against, um, uh, I guess it was Marshall, maybe. Uh, yeah. I went up to a game at Western Kentucky last year. It may have been Marshall at home. And I mean, it, they weren't just good for Conference USA standards. They were, they were good. I mean, they absolutely annihilated Marshall. And when I watched that game versus Washington playing Nashville against Vanderbilt, I thought, Man, Vanderbilt's a better team than I thought because they put up like 40 points on Marshall in the first half. Uh, and, you know, Derek Mason completely and utterly shut down uh, the Western Kentucky offense. Uh, you know, and, and had we had an offense that knew uh, the general um, uh, objective of scoring porn points in a football game last year, uh, we would have beaten Western Kentucky last year. And I think that's the best Western Kentucky team you're going to see in a long time. So, um, you know, with, with Dowdy gone and, you know, I think they had a couple other draft picks last year too. They had a pretty good team, uh, last year. They did. So, yeah. More, more, so, yeah. more draft picks than Tennessee. Um, <laughs> that's right. So, so, you know, I think, uh, I think that's going to be a, you know, it may not be an easy win, but I think it's going to be a, 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 an expected win this year for us. That's interesting. In a real way, that's, that's a very interesting game. Uh, I guess that that's September 24th, the day of the, the Tennessee Florida game. So that might yep. be a little overshadowed in, in my neck of the woods, but uh, I think I think maybe the most interesting game we've got coming up this year is is the first one, is South Carolina. Um, yeah. You know, you know, we are now. I think when I checked a few weeks ago, I don't know where the line is now, but we're favored by three points uh, in that game. It started out three points in South Carolina's favor. It's now shifted to our favor. Uh, I think we pull off a W that night. I think we start off the Will Muschamp era uh, 0 and 1, and and I would have I would love that. But you know who knows? Uh, nobody knows what to expect from South Carolina this year. I think they know they're not going to win the SEC East uh, or come close. But but you know I don't know how good of a team they're going to be. I think that's going to be a very interesting game. So I did a preview of of South Carolina for like Tennessee South Carolina. Right. So they are going to be just so so bad like they don't <laughs> completely justifiably they do not have a good player on the roster like Vanderbilt you have uh Ralph Webb you know he's that yep. guy's good like he's a good running back you got great players on defense like what uh, Zach Cunningham some of those yep. guys South Carolina just legitimately they had one guy Sky Moore he had a season-ending injury in the offseason and <laughs> that like ap- honestly I think you guys win that by like two touchdowns. I think yeah. that it is like, and that's why I think I'll say I, Vanderbilt probably, I think I'm, I'm with you. Six and six is absolutely not out of the realm of possibility. You have some weird ones. Dude, going to Georgia Tech, another game that I, I knew was happening, but I didn't think about like the details of how you feel about that game. You know, I have got us going seven and five this season. Uh, and that's that's a little bit of a bold prediction, but I think we beat Georgia Tech. Um, you know, I, I just think Derek Mason and that defense, look, they were absurd last year with, um, I mean, 
unknown talent, I guess you would say, uh, coming into the season. And then we had some some stars uh, by the end of the season on defense. I think that defense gets even more absurd this year. Uh, and I think they shut down the triple option at Georgia Tech. And, and uh, you know, I've got a W by that game, but I think it's a toss-up. I, th- I think either it could go either way. Um, but that one will be very interesting, too. Um, be very interesting. Um, you know, I think another game that, that might turn into a competitive game is the Auburn game. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're, we're going down to Jordan-Hare, which will be tough. But, um, you know, uh if, if we play like we did towards the end of the season last year, uh, that will turn into a, a very interesting game. I think the the Florida game is going to be very interesting. You play Florida the week after Tennessee does. Yeah, we, we play them at home. And, and again, you know, when you look at our games last year, and this is why I'm, I'm optimistic for our season this year, again, uh, everyone knows about Vanderbilt's defense. You know, I think we've easily got, uh, if not the best, uh, the top three linebacker core in the SEC with, you know, Oren Burks and Zach Cunningham and Nigel Bowden. Um, but, you know, I, I think uh, you look at the games last year, um, had we had an offense in maybe three or four games, we would have had a six and six or seven and five season. We, you look at Florida, we played oh. at Florida and lost nine to seven. Such a terrible game. <laughs> It was a horrible game. But you look at Ole Miss, you know, the final score 27 yeah. 16. We lost by 11, but we were leading for three and a half quarters of that game. Uh, so, again, you know, we, we finally come into the season this year for the first time in three years with an actual starting quarterback in Kyle Shermer, who I think is actually the real deal. Uh, the guy's got a cannon for an arm, he's a great pocket passer. You know, his dad's the the uh, offensive coordinator for the Eagles, former head coach of the Browns. So he's got the mental tenacity he needs to be in the SEC. Um, and and once they figured out that Johnny McCrary didn't know how to play football last year uh, and started and, and took the red shirt off Kyle Shermer, uh, you know, I think we saw uh, kind of the beginnings of what an offense will look like this year. But but I think, you know, with Kyle Shermer uh, at the helm of that offense this year, uh, we might be able to pull off an upset or two. You know, it may be against a Florida uh, or an Auburn. But, and, and that's why I'm saying we go 7-5. I think we win six games. But then you have the Georgia Tech game, the Florida game, and the Auburn game. That could all be interesting. Who's the offensive coordinator there now? Or, I know Mason handles the defense himself, if I'm wrong. And then uh, it's Andy Ludwig. Ludwig. I from uh, where was he? Was it Nebraska? Oh, maybe. And he um, is he he's new, right? Uh, l- last year was his first year, and again, that's okay. why I say the offense is kind of going to be the X factor this year for us because last year Mason Mason specifically told Andy Ludwig, who ran a great offense at I, I think it was Nebraska, uh, may have been Wisconsin. It was one of those two. Um, who's a you know accomplished offensive coordinator. Um, he told him at the beginning of the season to to be very conservative because he knew that he had a quarterback in Johnny McCreary who who couldn't seem to figure out what team he was supposed to throw it to. Um, and and towards the end of the season, when we realized we weren't going to a bowl game, Mason kind of let Ludwig let loose, and and we saw some games um, that that got interesting because of it. Um, you know, I was reading the other day that Ludwig has coached twelve one thousand yard rushers at six different schools. So um, once he he is able to balance out that offense with Kyle Shermer at quarterback, 
I think Ralph Webb and our, uh, you know, Kari Blassen game and, and Dallas Rivers, other two running backs, um, you know, I think uh, you're, you, you might see an interesting offensive attack from Vanderbilt this year, um, you know, <laughs> because last year, look, Ralph Webb's great. Uh, I would have loved to have seen him uh, play under James Franklin when he had some more talent around him. But, you know, <laughs> the issue is that last year, Every defense that we played knew Johnny McCreary couldn't throw the ball, knew we didn't have any wide receivers, and they knew Ralph Webb was going to get the handoff every other play. Uh, so I think if we're able to balance that a little bit, again, with Kyle Shermer at quarterback, then then uh, you could see a very good year from Ralph Webb. Well, he, the, my thing with Andy Ludwig, you were right, it's Wisconsin. This is where he okay, came Wisconsin. from. And they're a team that, with him, just really like pounded, pounded the ball right down the yep. middle. And Alabama's doing that, and Arkansas is yeah. doing that. <sighs> doing it at Vanderbilt is a whole other thing because yeah. you had James Franklin; he kind of ran like a fun and gun and just did whatever worked, <laughs> you know. Like, right? Yeah. And I don't know. And maybe Ludwig is going to kind of evolve and do, you know, air it out more and do more, you know, progressive kind of stuff. But I just don't see that working at Vanderbilt. Hopefully, he does change it i want to truly it's so much more fun when vanderbilt is actually competitive like as much as those years sucked with tennessee with Derek dooley like it's just more compelling because i mean missouri sucks south carolina <laughs> sucks vanderbilt yep. i i mean you might be okay kentucky i think they're gonna suck i think they're gonna be yeah. really bad i, I agree i think so, this is um shoops last year there or stoops last year yeah i i can't imagine doing kentucky preview this coming week we'll see what they have to say but um it it really does make everything more interesting when Vanderbilt is uh competitive I guess and yeah kind of try to make a final couple of questions I I actually kind of need to run um yeah how do you stick out Vanderbilt fandom because <laughs> I mean, especially in the last couple of years, when when basketball has been down, just like what what do you tell yourself? Because even you know, I I cover Mississippi State, and their fans are beaten down, but they get rewarded yeah. every now and again. They you know they've won uh, the SEC West in 1998, and then they have that great season two years ago with Dak Prescott. And now they're winning nine games a year. I mean, how how do you do it? Well, I think you know at, at Vanderbilt we've. Um... Uh, Vanderbilt fans, for the most part, have other things in life to look up to and look Ugh. forward to than, than uh, football and then sports. You know, I realize that that Tennessee and, and Florida and UK, some of these you know upper tier SEC schools uh, that are subpar academic institutions, um, you know, the sports is all they have. Um, but we've got jobs and vacation homes Ooh. and things like that that we're worried about. Ooh. So. Uh, <laughs> If you want, if you want to punch Thomas in the face, he lives in uh, in Franklin in Nashville, and you can go. I'll give you his address. DM me on Twitter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I I will. I do want to tell your listeners that that really value your opinion on UT sports. um, That I do, in fact, have a picture of you in the Mister Commodore uh, mascot uh, (laughs) head. So, so. so you uh, do. Charlie Barris is in fact a closet Vanderbilt supporter, and he might even be Mr. C when Vanderbilt comes to a city <laughs> I, near you this year. I might be Mr. Commodore. 
Story <laughs> story behind that that is 100% true. He has a picture of me and a Mr. Commodore head that he can blackmail me with. But the story there is you got married and took your wedding pictures at Vanderbilt Stadium. The Mr. Commodore head was laying around. I picked it up and I put it on my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. honest, the honest to God truth. There, um, I've done some things I'm not proud of, that being one of them. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> final... Well, and I- and what? I will leave you today with one pretentious Vanderbilt joke uh, that that goes around, uh, you know, our Vanderbilt circles. Um, you know, I, I uh, heard this years ago, but but it still applies today. You know, there there were, uh, was it the UT Vanderbilt game. Uh, Vanderbilt fan and UT fan walk into the bathroom, and uh, they're at the urinal, and and uh, Vanderbilt fan, you know, gets done and and walks out of the restroom, and the UT fan stops and washes his hands. And, and catches up to the, the Vanderbilt fan and says, hey, you know, at UT, they teach us that, that we need to wash our hands. And uh, Vanderbilt fan looked at him and said, well, Vanderbilt, they teach us not to pee on our hands. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, so there you go. You Vanderbilt humor. Yeah, bringing... yeah, that's, a good, that's a good dad joke for all of you fans. Oh, boy. That is <laughs> good Good stuff. Uh, don't I don't know if I'm going to release this. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't. We have to recover from that. Yeah. Final question. Your yep. you've already touched on it some, but uh, your your set in stone prediction for the season for your Vanderbilt Commodores. I'm going seven and five, three and five in the SEC. Uh, I think we pull off the win against Georgia Tech. Good stuff. I like. Yep. I'll say six and six with a loss to Georgia Tech. I don't know what all of those wins would be. I think you beat South Carolina. I think you beat. MTSU, MTSU, uh, Kentucky, I would say. Tech, Western, uh, and then I think Missouri is the other one. Watch out for that Western game, man. Oh, yeah, you definitely beat Missouri. That... Oh, and uh, Tennessee State, the old uh, Battle of the Boulevard. Oh, yeah, right yeah. right down the road. Well, right. this, in, in all honesty, pretentious answers beside uh, – this was good stuff. I, I really did uh, enjoy this. Thomas Stevenson, one of my closest friends and confidants. Yes, I am good friends <laughs> with a Vanderbilt fan. I'm sorry to people that this disappoints. Some of you well, know we, this. but We've all got them. <laughs> some dark secrets in our lives. But uh, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Had fun. Thanks, man.